Do you think Reed is going to let Johnny stand in front of the press ever again? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I don't know if having a teenage member of your super-powered quartet uh, standing in front of some of the world's top journalists to answer their questions is a good strategy if you're trying to to at least keep some things close to the vest, right? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's clear that um, being able to burst into flame and fly does not make you good at public relations. He's also a kid, though. I mean, like, he's a teenager who has this incredible power, and and to his credit, he's been... Um, he saved him. He's he saved us. He's been. It wasn't like he's been a a junior member of the Fantastic Four when they've had to spring into action to help save humanity. And so he, but he, but at the end of the day, he's still a kid. And so he should be. He shouldn't have to go and answer questions from seasoned journalists. But that's what he did. No, it's it's, it's and, and I think it's great because I think we're getting some facts on the table uh, that Reed was that we were not getting from Reed. Reed was very much like playing the game and not telling us what we didn't need to know. And Johnny was very happy to tell us everything we asked. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I think to answer your initial question, no, I don't think that they're going to let him get in front of a mic, uh, at least probably till he turns about 20 and maybe learns <laughs> a bit, little more of the, of the stagecraft and the, the trade craft of being um, a global celebrity superhero, because like, what, what did we learn from it? We learned, okay, sorry, maybe we should make, let our listeners know why we know why this happened. Yeah, let, right? let, let, let's review what we found. So, so um, the Human Torch uh, melted his way through a bank vault, which yep. uh, which he is known to do, or not maybe not bank vaults per se, but in the past he has definitely like done significant damage to property. And uh, um, there's always been an explanation, and I think people wanted to know what happened and what the explanation was. And so that was the impetus for him getting up there and explaining himself. Yeah, so he gets up there and explains that no, actually, it wasn't like I was trying to rob a bank. I was actually involved in some kind of undercover operation to to um, uh, trap or entrap uh, a criminal, which, again, it doesn't seem like after after foiling um, an alien invasion most recently, right? That's the most recent uh, adventure that the Fantastic Four has been on to our knowledge. To then just do more domestic uh, police work, basically, seems a little odd. Like, I mean, I, and we don't know, he didn't answer whether he'd been put up by the police or not to do this, but he still, that's what he did. He said he he was he was played along uh, undercover to trap uh, what's this man's name uh, Carl Zante, who yeah, and, and what's crazy about this is this Carl guy. It sounds like he's nothing special. He's he, well, he no. he is he is a world renowned acrobat. So he's like he's very accomplished in that, and he can like jump and do flips. But it's not like he's a brilliant genius like the wizard, or he uh, has incredible equipment like the hijacker. He he's, he's just like. He's just a guy who can like jump. A guy who can jump, and then I guess like somehow the fanta- somehow Johnny learned about, um, I guess his plans to to want to rob a bank, so he helped him rob a bank just to, just so he get arrested. It just seems a bit odd, and then you wonder why the heck weren't the rest of the Fantastic Four involved, or why weren't the police? Involved? Well, well, to me, frankly, like. This is one of those things where the question is less about why weren't the Fantastic Four involved? The question was why is the Human Torch involved at all? It feels like this. Yeah. There, there are bigger fish to fry. Uh, like it, it was, it was less than a month ago when they were preventing an alien attack that was going to to enslave humanity, and and now he's like stopping us from a guy who can jump. Yeah, and so we didn't get an answer about that, and so 
answer from and maybe that's maybe johnny's a little more you know better at uh, handling press conferences than you think but we didn't get a real answer on that but we did get a, a couple kernels of information about the inner workings of the fantastic four which i don't think that uh they they would necessarily want to have revealed um but it kind of makes sense that we when we learned that they don't or that, that they seem to, to live off of reward money or money paid by somebody yeah. to thank them for their uh heroics yeah like so J- johnny used the word reward money um mm-hmm. but it, it it sounds like that money is coming from governments around the world as uh, like um as, I, I don't know i was gonna say thank yous but it's almost like they're paid after the fact for the acts of the acts that they do rather than like as like a Ascended to basically be like, hey, protect us from these aliens. It's instead every time an alien attacks, we'll give you some money. Doesn't that make you a little nervous though? Like, so the Fantastic Four, we know um, they went bankrupt rel- relatively early but, in their. Yeah, it was it was like three months ago. Three months ago, and it relatively early in their experiences, or within the last few years, uh, or last year, and they when you go bankrupt, you know, like the, the your assets are, are are seized, and in this case, it would have been I guess these incredible patents of the inventions that Reed Richards had, had created uh, are gone. And so, and then they had to, they participated in, in a film where we got to see how they actually, how their powers actually worked on film to make some of their money back. And then, and then now we're learning that the only way that they can continue to bankroll their operation is by getting money from the heroics that they perform. Right. So does it make you a little nervous that they actually have to, 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 to save us from an alien invasion for in order, in order for them to earn money to, to do their, to do, to continue on with their work. I mean, does that make you a little suspicious that they might be, I don't know, they could be behind some of these problems. No, my, my, my guess is that, that, Hey John, again, we talked about Johnny's a 16 year old kid. He's probably confused. He call, he's calling it reward money, but it's entirely possible that it's being paid regardless of whether an alien attacks or not. I sure hope it is. If we're going to be basically pay these people to protect us from aliens, um, we we don't want to be like getting them to encourage alien invasions. Like that's right. The incentives are unaligned. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, exactly. So if if uh, we don't want Reed Richards sending a signal out into deep space, just more or less signaling that we're here and ready, ripe for an invasion, because he might be able to save us from it. Uh, and what happens? What happens though if like just just as a sidebar, what happens if uh, the Fantastic Four don't get on the scene quick enough and Thor saves us from a from an alien invasion? Oh, is there some the, kind of turf it, war? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the Fantastic Four can't eat dinners for the next couple of weeks because they have to save money because they because they didn't hit the invasion when it, when it happened. <laughs> That's right, they didn't hit their quota. But what? But I think it makes more sense, like you were kind of alluding to, that um, they must. I mean, that they must be getting some kind of uh, compensation for what has been incredible acts of of heroism over the last over over their entire time on on the scene. And I don't know if it'd be coming if it'd come from all the governments of the world, because I I would imagine that certain governments might be suspicious of American superheroes, and how they might be funding and um, operatives that could turn against them if they turn in, if they start doing what Thor does right and and being involved in geopolitics. But it it seemed that that might be the way that they're actually getting their uh, their money. Or maybe Johnny Storm was just completely confused. And when he said re- when he talked about reward money, what he's really talking about was living off of the patents of Reed Richards' incredible inventions, which still makes more sense to me. Well, maybe, but it does sound like they have some sort of income coming in apart from these patents. 
Um, and uh, again, he calls it rewards. I, I think it's probably some sort of uh, government spended. Um, but I think the other interesting piece that came out from that is that it said Johnny's not getting any of it. <laughs> all this money that's coming in, Reed is keeping it all for himself. Well, that's what Johnny said. We, have, we haven't heard from Reed about how this actually works. I mean, it's like we know that Johnny, <laughs> we know that Johnny, remember we were talking earlier in one of our earlier um, uh, episodes about how um, the uh, Johnny was like living in Glenville, like, and, or like, sorry, the human torch was, was appearing in, in Glenville and, and Johnny wasn't coming forward and saying that it was him. So it, the speculation was, a, it was probably must've been him, but it was never confirmed. Um, but now we know it was him because he's, he's basically come out and said it, that he was living in Glenville for some time. But uh, how was he affording to, how could he afford to pay for that? The place that he lived, if he wasn't living with the fantastic four and then well, the Baxter he was, building, he, he was living with Sue. And so maybe, but, but it sounds, what it feels like is that the money is going to read and then Reed is basically parceling it out to people not in like in terms of their bank accounts, but almost like as like as almost as a patron of like, oh, I'm going to go give you some money to go and get a house and I'm going to pay you for, for your food. Um, but it almost feels like the whole team is operating as serfs. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit when when Johnny was saying that, that, you know, he wasn't getting any kind of compensation or even the money wasn't being held in trust for him. Like if you can if you compare him to other kinds of celebrities, like, say, child actors, where there have been stories about how the parents or the people people who are supposed to look out for the best interest of the child, uh, the child actor, aren't hold on to the money, and then the child turns eighteen and the money's all gone for the money that they had earned as a child actor. You think that um, that there would be some mechanism, some kind of mechanisms put in place to protect against that for these celebrity superheroes, like teenage superheroes like Johnny Storm, and that, that that apparently isn't happening. Or again, maybe Johnny doesn't know that it is. Maybe this money is being set aside for him so that when he turns eighteen. Here's your superhero money. You can spend it as you like. Yeah, I, I would. I would hope so because it feels like uh, otherwise he he is getting fairly abused in this relationship. Um, and uh, like I don't know. I feel like ch- child labor is probably not a good thing for good heroes to be doing. <laughs> for anybody, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think that child labor is, is something that should should be addressed and stamped out. But in the case of John of Johnny, um, if he is doing some kind of work and he's doing quite risky work, uh, fighting off alien invasions and the, and monsters and the like, then you hope that he will be getting his fair share. Again, I would think that it would make, it would, it would make sense that the money would be set aside for him so that when he turns eighteen, uh, as an adult, he could deal with it as he as he feels is is right. But if none of the money is being set aside, uh, I foresee some lawsuits within the Fantastic Four. Well, I, I know that you and I disagree about many things, but I'm glad that we're both coming out against child labor. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> if you are enjoying Super Serious, please leave us a review on iTunes. In the meantime, here is another podcast that you may enjoy. Hey everyone, this is your pal Ryan Cody, and I'm one half of The Illustrious Gentleman, a podcast hosted by myself and Scott Godleski, Two professional comic book artists who get together every week to discuss the comic book industry, movies, television, pop culture, and general nonsense. And we do it all over a couple drinks. It's like happy hour, but without that weird guy from Human Resources. The Illustrious Gentleman is available wherever you get your podcasts and always at TigShow.com. That's T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com. Cheers. <laughs>